Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. We them boys, we them boys. How about them cowboys? They're one and done. That's right. That's right. Jerry Jones can take it to the bank. Jerry World couldn't save him. Nothing can save the Cowboys from Debo. Who? Debo. That's right. The 49ers take out the Cowboys 23-17. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Triumvirate Podcast. I'm your host for the post game. I'm Carlos. I'm with my brothers. Say what's up, fellas. Pablo here. What's up? It's Tony. What's up, everyone? Man, you guys better bring up your energy to a level seven at least. Man, seven's too weak. <laughs> <laughs> but man, what a game this I will say. We're right now recording on a Wednesday. And so far it has been one of the most enjoyable weeks, especially on social media when it comes to 49er football and national media and just it's just glorious seeing all the different memes and the, the Cowboy fans just crying, <laughs> burning jerseys and wallowing in their tears. It's beautiful. So let's get right to it, Tony. What were your re- instant reaction of the game? As Uncle Shay Shay said, Shannon Sharp, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you earn. And the 49ers earn their victory in a game that I did not think it could get any worse than, than the Rams game and how the crazy that got at the end. But, man, the last minute of, of the 49ers-Cowboys wildcard game felt like an hour. It was pretty ridiculous. Um, but in the end, the 49ers earned the victory. They were the better team. They played better. They were the more disciplined team. And like you said, it was it was just a frenzy on social media, and I've been having a blast. Pablo, where are, where are you at? Uh, I just remember one of uh, Jim Harbaugh's quotes, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. I mean, it's been glorious as an understatement for this week, watching the agony on the Cowboys' faces <laughs> and all the memes. Uh, I think I, I get a, a little bit of a sense of how 49er fans must have felt in that NFC Championship game, you know, for the catch when they finally beat the Cowboys. It really feels like a double win. You advance, <laughs> you advance in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl at that time, and, and you knock out the cow clowns. And I'm calling them the clowns because it was just hilarious how they were trying to blame the refs at the end. Mistakes were made left and right. They were the most penalized team. Not the most. I think they were just behind the Raiders, but they were up there. 14 and penalties. That, and that's exactly how they played. And, uh, you know, they gave us opportunities. Jimmy G tried to give them opportunities as well, and we'll get into it. But we, we overcame. And, uh, you know, we just got to enjoy it this week. We got a, a big week ahead, and we'll also get into that with Aaron Rodgers. But, man, it's just uh, beautiful, just beautiful last few weeks here. Not, not exactly how I would want the game to end, <laughs> right? It was a little too, you know, we've been saying stop with these close games. Why does every game <laughs> I know. have to come to the last fucking second? And in this case, even the last second was controversial. So, you know, I wish we could just blow out a team like everyone else is blowing out teams, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, P, there. I mean, it was definitely some, some joyous relief just because 
Um, I, I felt for three quarters, quarters, the 49ers imposed their will on the Cowboys. I mean, from the opening drive, yeah, the opening drive was just, you know, classic Shanahan, exactly what the doctor ordered in terms of running it down their throats, giving, it, giving them their dosage of Debo and just, you know, capping it off with an easy walk and touchdown by Mitchell. It was just setting the tone, right? Um, and and it was that that way for three quarters. We, we you know we were settling for field goals, but you know you gotta we, take them. We, we we were in control of the game. Yeah. We were in control of the game up mm-hmm. until I'll give him credit for this one. Up until Jimmy Gag uh, showed up, Skip <laughs> as Skip Bayless likes to refer to him. At, uh, up until he showed up and almost gave away the game, and we'll get into more of his, the blunders later, but. Um, it was definitely a, a sigh of relief and a joy, you know, to to live another week. Um, as George, George Kittle puts it, we have another opportunity uh, to play again and to play against the Packers and to continue in, in this journey. Um, and we actually had missed the, the first drive. We were rushing I, I uh, <laughs> on our way back. Well, yeah, Carlos and I, because we were coming back from flag football. As fast as we could. The good news is for this weekend coming up, the game's on Saturday and flag football is on Sunday for our kids. So I was breaking the law a little bit. I had my, my uh, the game playing on my phone. Um, my wife and I were were watching it, and she was just kind of giving me the play by play here and there as things were going on. And I think it was right before we got to your house, P, when we scored, and I started honking all over your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that, that first drive was was beautiful. It's like masterclass, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. It was just. <clears throat> perfect but this despite how well i think the niners played for three quarters and how i think the 49ers won the national media continues to disrespect and just um not give us any credit whatsoever because all you kept hearing was how the cowboys lost how they blew it how they called the wrong play how their referees um that that poor referee they they, they got that he Everything was put out out there that he was 50 years old, that he works for a uh, for J.P. Morgan Chase or something like that. That he's a banker and that you know he wasn't running fast enough. That he almost knocked over and you know uh, hurt Dak. All these excuses <laughs> left and right, and nobody um, really, except for maybe uh, one or two, um, I guess TV personalities or analysts, gave actual credit to the Niners. But it was all about. You know how the Cowboys lost, especially Skip Bayless. Man, he was, you know, completely livid on how you know they need they had at least three more seconds left on the clock, and he was certain that the Cowboys would have you know gotten into the end zone. Man, you better miss me with that bullshit. Um, but um, I, I just want to point out that the 49ers won that game. They couldn't stop for three quarters and a half. The Niners, you know, ran it down their throats. We moved the ball, scored touchdowns, scored field goals. The Cowboys didn't lose that game. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys lost the game because we punched them in the mouth. Uh, and that's that's the one thing that we would look at statistics and even the GPM, right, because it's heavily dependent on statistics. And the Cowboys ranked really well. But we we could feel it in our guts that the Cowboys just had not played a team like the 49ers. We dominated in the trenches. We didn't allow a single sack. And we, we um, I think we pressured or hit Dak like 14 times and sacked him five. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we were all over him. Yeah, and, and I think we were very in touch with this game. We were very much we um as <laughs> we were very much plugged in. A, a reference later on to to Shango from the Dallas Cowboys show. We'll, t- we'll touch on him later again as well. But we were plugged in. If you look back at our score predictions. Tony predicted 31-24 that the 49ers would win. Um, it wasn't as high scoring, but it was, you know, a, a, a six-point differential. That was very close. I had predicted 23-13. to I got the Niners score right. The Cowboys did score, um, what was it, four more points. Yeah. But I had said that it's going to be because Bosa and the boys shut them down. And then Pablo almost nailed it. He predicted 24-17. to uh, he gave one extra point to the to the Niners there, but I mean, we 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 called it. We had said how the what we needed to do the win. It, it yeah. made me a little nervous when 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 I saw even Pablo <laughs> was, was was calling a victory. But yeah, like you said, I I think we we all kind of had a feeling, and just looking from the Cowboys' schedule, it was a little little fraudulent. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I will, as I was mentioning, uh, Shango from the Dallas Cowboys. I think he was one of the few, or if not only, uh, Dallas Cowboy, uh, I guess you know, f- fanatic or or, or analyst. Uh, I think along with Michael Irvin, that just you know put the loss, you know, no excuses. They the last play call, that, you know, running the ball or doing the quarterback sneak with less than fourteen seconds left on the clock. It was just. It was just ridiculous what they were trying to do. It didn't work out. It blew up in their face. And like Mike Orvin said, their superstar players didn't show up. I think CeeDee Lamb had one catch. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had what? For sure, less than 50 yards rushing. Um, And then Dak was just, you know, pedestrian at best. Um, Yeah. I feel like I lost lost respect for Dak as a professional football player. Um, you know, he, he almost he, he almost seems like uh, Jimmy G on steroids where, <laughs> you know, and hearing Cowboy fans as well, it's like he'll do really, really well, better than Jimmy G on some games, but then he'll be as bad as Jimmy G, if not worse, in other games. And then um, and then after the game, he was um, uh, kind of like cheering on the fans that threw water bottles at the refs. And I just thought that was really poor sportsmanship there. Yeah, he actually, he did. you know, cre- credit to them. Credit to them was what he said. That yeah. was really yeah. bad. He later I came mean, on and, and uh, apologized on Twitter, but I mean, it was just... Right. I think it was a few, a few days too late, nah, too. Yeah, Damage was, was, was done. It was a terrible yeah. thing to say. I mean, like you said, it, it, it was on them. You know, the play call and, and also on Dak, I mean, slide sooner, you know? It's not on the ref to give it, give it a buck to the ref to spot yeah, and not your were, center. Yeah, you, you can't spot your own ball. You know, people were saying, like, oh, why does it matter? Of course, it matters. The 49ers, yeah, there was... the 49ers early in the game, that was the whole controversy. The, the whole spotting of the ball, you know, you can't spot yeah. your own ball. It's man, man it's, it's a game of lost. inches. It's a game of inches, as we saw in, in the previous drive on the Niners with, with that fourth down or third down conversion, right? And they were they were spotting their ball, I think, three yards too too far ahead. So it, it absolutely yeah. matters. But. Yeah, like, like and, then, and this is this is why the, the Cowboys are are so hated as well. Going back to the the national media disrespect, mm-hmm. the focus was just on the Cowboys and how they lost the game, like you said, Carlos. But that, that's why the Cowboys are so hated because they get so much coverage, <laughs> and it's and it's really unwarranted. They they haven't oh. done anything for decades now. Yep. Yet, like Shannon, yeah. I was like Shannon Sharp said, the, the the Dallas Cowboys think they deserve something just because of the Dallas Cowboys, but exactly they've, they've been the most mediocre team for as long as I've watched football and started watching football. I mean, they haven't done anything since they won the they won the Super Bowl in 
what was it 95 or something like that 96 <laughs> yeah it's it's um i think and tony romo and his first four playoff starts he went one and three and now Dak prescott in his first four playoff starts he's gone one and three so I mean, Missed me with Tony Romo as a commentator, man. That was terrible. Oh yeah, that's another excellent. <laughs> Shit, yeah, that's man. Another the, excellent they were just point for, cowboy fans that whole time. Yeah. That was what they were. It was annoying. I mean, there were times when I was like, man, I I wish we would we could get CBS and Tony Romo to broadcast a game instead of instead of Fox. But I completely agree with you, Pete. Tony Romo was completely like biased toward the Cowboys. He was spitting out scenarios every which way how the Cowboys can still win. Yeah. When they would pan and show Cowboy fans crying, no, don't give up yet. There's still hope. There's still he, hope. He was kind of right, though. I mean, they did have a chance at no, the end. No, better I, miss me he, with that he, bullshit you know, there, but too. But it was true. I agree. He was more biased toward the Cowboys, but he, he, he was right. I mean, they did have a chance at the end to win it. His whole perspective was from the Cowboys' point of view, though. It, it was never it was, about what the was. 49ers were doing or how the yeah. 49ers could close the game or anything. It was just how the Cowboys – what they needed to do to turn it around, what they needed to do in this drive, what they needed. Yeah. It, it was very one-sided. And But unlike the Cowboys stars that didn't show up, the 49ers stars came out to play. So let's start out with Debo. Debo, 10 rush yards – I mean, 10 rush attempts, sorry, 72 yards and one touchdown. Um, I don't know. I mean, the MVP. more and more I, I, the more and more I see Debo play, Especially the more of a fan I, be, I you know, become just the way he's so physical and, and how much he pushes and drives for and, and fights for that extra inch. Um, he has turned to be a lot more than what I expected from when yeah. we first drafted him. You know, looking – from his first few games to now, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah I don't know who, who said it, but I saw someone say he's the most he's the most important non QB player maybe in in the league or even in the playoffs because I mean he, he's just special. Anytime he touches the ball, I mean whenever it comes down to it, you put the ball in his hands. Like that's who you, that's who you want, you know, running the play. There was multiple yeah. times in the game, uh, you know, obviously the the touchdown sweep in which. There was some audio that that came out where it was after the Kwan Williams interception, and he uh, looked at Kyle Shannon and said, and "He said, hey Kyle, you know, let's go.' Kind of ca- calling calling his own number. And the very next play was a it was a touchdown, or even at the towards the end of the game, right to try to get the first down. Kyle Shanahan called a beautiful reverse play and gave it to Debo. And I mean, I thought he did enough to get the first down. They spotted him a, a, a little bit short later on, but I mean, that's game on the line. That's who you want with the ball." Exactly. Yeah, I, I com- completely agree with everything you said, Tony. I think um, Debo, I don't want to say Debo is our offense, but our offense will dramatically change without him in the lineup. Yep. I think Debo, Mitchell, you know, everybody's starting to contribute, but it was definitely because of Debo that, oh, yeah. you know, we were the only road team to win. So in, in this, you know, this past Super Wild Card weekend, all the home teams won, with the exception of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the Niners went on the road, took care of business. They were also the only underdog team to win. Um, and even though our GPM was wrong, you know we're now nine and nine. You know I'll gladly take it and say we were wrong. Uh, yep. We took care of business in Dallas. So the GPM um, was wrong, but we we called it right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, Debo was a big part of it. And also, man, 
Um, I hope that the NFL punishes or fines. I think it was Gregory from the Cowboys, number 94. Yeah, and he's, he's whoever he was, he sucker punched Debo on the ground and, and tried to yeah. punch him in the back of the head, man. That's some BS right there. Cowboy fans were complaining about the refs, but there was a lot of missed calls uh, that should have been called against the Cowboys. That, mm-hmm. So that was one of them. And it was like egregious right in front of the ref and they didn't, they didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame the refs because they're both ways, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even going back to that that third down uh, and 10 at the end of the game that would have iced it, I mean, they gave us the first down initially. Somehow they overturned it and just put it like just an inch or two short of the first down. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't think based on the replays we were watching that you could yeah. um, tell where the knee, when the knee hit the ground exactly. It was I, that, that to me was the hardest part to tell. I didn't think it was conclusive enough to to overturn. So, but I mean, I exactly agree with Tony uh, there. I think the rules, from my understanding, unless have changed, it's that there has to be conclusive evidence to overturn it. And I just like you're saying, P. How is it that they were able to tell exactly where the knee touched and where the ball was located and, and you know, place it at that exact spot? Yeah. So, and... But yeah, I, I agree with you guys, Odebo, MVP. I think I think the offense is probably like 90% him, even if he's not getting the ball. The, the threat of him on the field and what the defense has to keep an eye on opens up everything else, so... Yeah, I mean, and, and on top of those, you know, 10 rush attempts, he caught three three passes for 38 yards, so... It's you know he's definitely earned the 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 title of a wide back. Yeah, um, and we've been calling him a, a what what would we say he's a running back that can with decent hands or that can catch. Yeah, okay, we, <laughs> yeah we have. It, yeah, know, we it have. turns out that's the way he's been used mostly now, more as a running back, and and that's okay. You know, wherever, however, we have to use him to get him the ball. That's that's what what matters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. And speaking of running backs, the best running back on the field that day was not Ezekiel Elliott. It was not Tony Pollard. It was the rookie Mitchell. That no one talked about in terms of the national media. Yeah, no terrible. one, right? No respect Nobody, for yeah, Mitchell. I, I no respect for Mitchell. I totally agree. You know, he's a rookie, but the way he plays, man, he definitely looks like a polished veteran. He just, six, sixth round rookie. Too. Yeah, he, the, he you know, protects the ball and just... Yak, man. That's the main thing. Uh, well, not even yards after that catch. I'm confusing it there. But yards after contact, right? He he goes up the middle and you think, ah, oh, it's going to be like a two-yard gain. And all of a sudden, it's six, seven, eight yards. Uh, but he had 27 rush attempts, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and he right now is leading the, um, all running backs in, play, in rushing yards. He so came he, close to breaking one or two really long plays where it was just like a shoestring tackle. Otherwise, he might have yeah. been gone. Yeah, and I remember early in the year, I think we were we were in the minority because I remember so many Niner fans calling for Sermon, Trey Sermon. You know, we got him in the you know third round or whatever it was, Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon, and that again, a credit to Kyle Shanahan to be able to say, you know what, you know Mitchell, there's something in training camp, there's something in him that even though he's a six round pick, you know he's playing better than Sermon. So it's kind of like maybe he took Sermon too soon, but you know to have uh, you know the character to say you know what let's roll with Mitchell because it's paying off. You know he, yeah. he's he's playing big boy football. Exactly. That uh, that and and we didn't really like that. I mean, not to get into it too much anymore at this point, but picking a running back, trading up for a running back in the high. third round. Come on, man, Shanahan should know better. He's he should. finding all these gems late. So. Yep. Um, and then just continuing on with the offense here. 
um, Ayuk, man, uh, Ayuk, uh, just since he's been let out of that doghouse, man, he's been barking and running because uh, he got five receptions, 66 yards. Should have had uh, more. Yeah, he he probably would have had close to 100 yards, if not more, if it wasn't for that uh, that miss where he was wide open to you know ice uh, ice the game. He was definitely cooking and burning ter- uh, Trayvon Diggs all game. Uh, so I don't know how Jimmy missed him there. Oh, I mean, I remember man. it clearly. He had, he even might have had more than three seconds to throw the ball. He had a clean pocket. Plenty he was too of time. excited. P. He was too excited. He was yeah, too wide open. I, I kept seeing, you know, people that were trying to explain it, like, oh, you know, he, he ran the wrong route. That usually when when you beat somebody that bad, you're supposed to cut up or something. But I, I think whenever that they run that route, it's been. I think I you granted right. Jimmy G just straight up missed, and yeah, yeah. Cook, cooking digs all game, man. It was beautiful. Someone brought up uh, the exact play when Kyle Shannon was with the Falcons and Julio Jones oh, ran yeah. it the, the same way that Ayuk ran it. So uh, that he ran the right route. It just Jimmy missed him. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. And he had um, he's really strong. Uh, I think he's gotten better. Like as a as just as a pure receiver, really like attacking the ball and catching it. it kind of reminds me a little bit of Crabtree at times. And he's really shifty after after catching it too. He, he's he's pretty crazy. He has that potential to, to break it for a long one yeah a very good compliment uh to Debo uh, he's got he's got the hands and, and Jennings too which we're going to talk about coming up yeah. next year yeah, well, well let's let's talk about him you know Jennings three receptions 29 yards uh the big one was on a third I think it was third and 10 or close to it he did an out pattern mm-hmm. uh, yeah. just and and Jimmy G put a good ball but he, he you know caught it perfectly and he is becoming Mr. You know, third the, the, down. yeah, the go to on third down, and um, it's it's great. I mean, I think Jennings' story is awesome, you know, from from you know, being that what was it a seventh round pick, you know, being cut practice squad and, and making his way to the starting lineup. I think that's awesome, yeah. Him and Ayuk are, are man beaters on defense when they're lined up man to man on third down. That's who we go to, and because you know, Debo again, as for as good as he is and everything, he's not. He's not the greatest route runner. He's not going to beat man coverage as easily. Once he has the ball in his hands, he's the most dangerous player on the field. But in terms of just beating the man, running routes and all that, I think Ayuk and Jennings are are definitely our, our best receivers at that. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, and George Kittle, I mean, I'll give him a, a quick shout out. You know, he he had one catch. He got some some good yardage there. He was mostly quiet for the game. Uh, but um, in terms of blocking, he he had some. Clean, um, some clean and clear blocks to help spring, you know, both I, uh, Debo and Mitchell, but he just wasn't heavily involved in the passing yeah. game. And, you know, it's been working. I, I do hope we get him involved more in the in the passing game. There was one third down where he was open, and I think the ball by Jimmy got tipped and it just didn't get there. And actually, on another one, Jimmy G's weak arm actually <laughs> saved us because Kittle, it hit the ground and Kittle got it, and then he fumbled the ball, and that would have Yeah, been- see. It that brings back the other way, yeah. Some some bad memories of Kittle because he tries to fight for extra yards, but sometimes he he loses the ball, man, and that would have been terrible there. That would have been disastrous. The good thing with Debo and Mitchell and some of these guys is like they hold on to that ball even if they're fighting for yardage. But Kittle, it's happened before, so he needs to yeah he needs to be careful. And then as we're spe- starting to speak about Jimmy G here, the O line played great. Yeah, um, I think the center Mac had his best game yet, man. Uh, Silverback. You know, he didn't miss a beat despite missing um, um, the previous game, right, with the, with the elbow. And, you know, no sacks were allowed. So 
Jimmy G, for the most part, you know, he wasn't harassed or, or hit too much. You know, he, he had were, clean. They were, get, they were getting after him quite a bit, I feel, at times. But no, I, I felt he had a clean quick. pocket most no, of the time. He, the old line has been playing really well these, these last, you know, like the last half of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, every once in a while you're going to get a dirty pocket, but yeah. for the most part, Jimmy had a had a very good pocket there. Ever so since McGlinchey you wouldn't be able to tell that oh. by looking at his stats, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's get into it. Our, our favorite topic. Let's get into the nitty-gritty here. Jimmy G. 16 of 25, 64%. Would you think? That's oh, pretty good. <laughs> 172 yards, zero touchdowns, and one ugly ass interception that really swung momentum and could have been the turning point yeah uh had we lost this game yeah, well, that uh, wasn't his only mistake should we go over no all no <laughs> this is what we're doing here now right so and, yeah we're gonna we're gonna shit on jimmy g right we we had said before you know this is jimmy's team we're not calling for trey lance and it almost seems like you and tony were, playoffs but we're, we're starting to, to fall back in love with jimmy g last no, week after the nah, we, 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 we were giving no. him credit <laughs> we were giving him credit for putting out the fire and getting us in the playoffs <laughs> that arsonist it's like okay th- this is your team for the playoffs but man you know, we're we we're just asking that he stops fucking it up, man. Yeah, yep. but we, we said it in it. the in the last episode. He he hasn't had one good playoff game, nope, at all. They're, they've all been pretty. His worst games have been playoff games, actually. Yeah, so you know he had that ugly ass interception. He had another uh, interception that was dropped. Yep, um, as usual. He, you know, and and they they all happen at the worst possible moments. Like I mean, interception is is horrible at all times, but. As you're protecting the lead, you're you know you're you can put the game away. That's yeah. like the absolute worst time to do it. Yeah. And I then think, what was it? It was in the fourth quarter. It was uh, maybe like eight minutes left. I think it was like twenty-three to eight. to ten. Yep. And and there was second and five. Second yeah. and five on our and on our field, on our side of the field. And he's rolling out. Trent Sherfield's wide open. If you don't feel like you can get it to him, just throw it know, away. Throw it away. But instead, he throws it over Sherfield, way over over his head, and gives it to yeah. the Cowboys. Right. And you know what? For the most part, I don't think I've seen Jimmy G uh, throw the ball away unless it's mm-hmm. like like we're near the end zone and he just doesn't see anybody open and he'll throw it too high. But for the most part, he rarely throws it away. He and never I don't, does. And I don't know why. You know, I think it's okay. You know, like. Throw it away, live to play another down. It was only second and five, but yeah, yeah. There, there was this one play where where it was supposed to be a screen to Mitchell, but he was like way behind. The, like the, the screen kind of got blown up, and Jimmy G still threw the ball to Mitchell, and it was like a loss. It was like a loss for yards because they tackled them right away. And I was like, that situation, you see the screens blown up, just, just throw it away. I don't know, you know, yep. you're gonna lose yards. Yeah. So even he throws a pick up. It's like okay, let's recover. Keep let's you know. Short memory to move on, and then there's that beautiful play. Ayuk just completely bamboozles Trayvon Diggs wide open, and he just just sails over him. It's like, oh my god, man! And Ayuk, just... Ayuk is a hell of an athlete too, and he jumps for it, and he did what he could, and he stretched yeah, out, and he still couldn't get his hands I, on it. And he he beat Diggs bad. I mean, he cooked them hard. There was like seven yards, maybe a separation, maybe five maybe more. No, I think it might have been more than that. And it was just wide open. Just get yeah, him, and get it's just, I, I don't know, but I think we, we all started to get a little bit of, of nightmares and flashbacks to the Super Bowl where Man, hell we yeah. just 
we, mm-hmm. we just couldn't seal the deal, man. They were like, just a play here, a play there, just to extend the just keep it going, extend the drive, chew out, chew out the clock. We were just asking for one more field goal. Yeah. One, just one more field goal. Uh, it would have made the score 26 to 17 or 26 to 10. And it's like now they need, you know, a few more possessions, which they're probably not going to have time for. And yeah, and basically all we're asking Jimmy G to do is to be like an, like Alex Smith. A game manager, exactly. Yeah, it's just manage the game, don't turn the ball over, and make the plays when they're there. But, but man, even Alex Smith in the playoffs, in that Saints game. Oh, yeah, he was, he he up, was, he he's been much big, more money. Man. He, was, he was money. That, that's yeah. why I don't, I don't get the, the, the Jimmy G stands. I think they're, they're really just a, in love with his looks or his Levi commercials <laughs> or something because – like uh, on Twitter, I was discussing with 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 uh, or debating, I guess, with another uh, uh, not even a follower, just another Twitter person or whatever, saying how you know Jimmy G is so great in the playoffs because of the, they'll throw out these stats and he has more win roads, more uh, uh, win roads, <laughs> more more ro- road, road wins, wins than, than yeah. Joe Montana or I don't know what they were saying. They're going off of wins. It's like come or, on, yeah. or some percentage, and I'm like, man, Jeff Garcia and Kaepernick both were better in the playoffs than than Jimmy G. And you know what? I'll even throw Alex Smith in there. I think Alex Smith in that yeah. game against the Saints, he he was definitely a a, I, a big factor why we, why we won. I don't know when you to hear this, but quarterback wins or wins are not a quarterback stat. It's 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 a team team win i mean aaron Rodgers has, has like put up four, four, 400 plus yards and four touchdowns and still lost in the playoffs you know it's yep. it's a team effort you know no so yeah, and, and jimmy g in the last three games so we're talking about the cowboys the rams and, and then the titans, the, and the, titans yeah. the last three games the last three games two touchdowns five interceptions that's i mean it's not even putrid, a one-to-one man. ratio anymore like it used to be and Aaron Rodgers, just for comparison, 21 straight touchdowns without interception, without a single interception, and he threw only four interceptions for the whole regular season. Jimmy G has God thrown five dang. in the last three games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's horrible, man. So, so I mean, I know we're going to get into the pregame coming up, but, man, uh, Rodgers is elite, and we, we can't have this against but, I mean. And then now there's reports that Jimmy G he sprained his throwing shoulder in Missing the second quarter. Oh, man. Come on! But it's just frustrating, you know that. I mean, I I don't give it an excuse. It's like, oh, that's why he missed that yoke and this. No, you know, sprained shoulder or not, he he routinely misses, you know, and does does boneheaded mistakes. Just like at the very end of the game, or or, or our very last possession, fourth and one. Yeah, you no know, inches. His specialty, you know, just quarterback sneak it, and he snaps the ball too soon. Trent Williams is not even set, and we get a false start, and one thing led to another, and we had to punt. Yeah, and just for reference on that one, so Trent Williams got motioned over to the right side, and then Jimmy snapped it too soon. I also put some of the blame on that on Kyle Shanahan. I thought that was for sure unnecessary, yep. especially with with Jimmy G under center. I mean. No, I, I I disagree with you guys there because uh, again, um, you know these are professionals. You know the the 49ers are probably the team that does the most motions out of any other team. Motions that was that part was of the, the game. only time we've ever done on a QB but but, but but think about it too, right? So 
it's fourth and inches. Everybody, even on Twitter, before the play was even snapped, they're like, all right, here comes a special. Jimmy G is 11-11 or whatever it was on, on quarterback sneaks. So I think it was perfectly, you know, fine for him to motion Trent Williams to the right and make the Cowboys even hesitate or think differently for a, a split second in order for mm. Jimmy G to snap it and go up the middle. Now I have to agree with Tony here. They, they weren't going to get fooled by anything. I think a couple of things, and we're, we're going to kind of jump back and forth with Shanahan as well. Um, on that fourth down play before the quarterback sneak attempt, he let the clock run down and then called timeout. Um, I don't think any I've heard anyone mention this or seen it, but why not line up on that fourth down play where we're, the whole purpose is to run down the clock and try to make the Cowboys jump because they were, you know, they were jumping and, and uh, getting penalties left and right. So if we're going to run the clock down, you might as well try to make them jump. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Well, and then, I think, I think there too though, right? I guess is like, what if we jump? What if we, what if we no, also? But, yeah, of course. But the Cowboys have been committing so many penalties. Yeah. You just, you know, you make sure you tell the team, you know, we're not going to snap it guys. Don't even move. And then just do the hard counts and see if they fall for it. So I, I thought that was a missed opportunity. And then I, I have to agree with Tony. You know, you said it yourself, Carlos, 11 for 11 on fourth down conversions, quarterback sneaks. Um, this was inches away. I think if we would have just lined up straight up, we would have gotten it. Um, having said that, Jimmy G also deserves blame because yeah. he didn't he didn't let Trent Williams, uh, you get know, set. get set. But I didn't think we had to do all that, though. That's the thing as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, we won the game. And actually, there was a series of mistakes, man. It's not even That wasn't even the end of it. Like you said, Carlos, we punt after that. But guess what Wisnowski does? <laughs> he punts it into the end zone. And that's at least the last thing you wanted to do because more time would have ran off the clock if, if it would have fallen between, you know, before the end zone and the and the Cowboys would have to go touch it. I think the clock keeps running until they touch the ball, doesn't it? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 if I yeah. let if another it, two seconds if, or so more and off. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If it rolls. Yeah. So that was pretty terrible there. See, just a series of, of horrible events that almost caused us the game. Yeah, then on, on top of all that, too, just Jimmy hearing Jimmy G talk in his press conference when they were, yeah. you know, asking him about, you know, what's bothering you more at this point, the shoulder or the thumb? And his response is, uh, yes. I don't know the answer. They're pretty close. Um, so it, it's just like Excuse. ex- excuses I, or, you know, it, it just reminds me of like going back to Tom Brady when he had pretty much stitches across the palm of his hand, you know, because of his, you know, the webbing between his thumb had ripped up in practice. Whenever they would ask him about that injury, all he would say is, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. Like, you know, who cares about that injury? That's nothing here nor there. It's play football. And just, I don't know, Jimmy G, I get it. Maybe he's trying to be honest, but sometimes you you can't say those things. It just doesn't instill confidence in your team. I think once again, I mean, once again, there was the same with the thumb and now with the shoulder, both sides are, are saying different things. You know, the coaching staff saying that it's fine. It's not a big deal. And then Jimmy and his camp are saying that it's, you know, more serious. So I think he, he's it's more of a business decision. He's doing it more for himself to kind yeah. of like, like say like, oh, you know, it's, it's pretty bad, but, I, you know, I'm playing through it. And 49ers, and the coaching staff are more so, no, it's not bad at all, but. It's just kind of one of the, one of those things because he's on his way out, you know, for the most part. It, yeah. It's kind of protecting himself. 
As a leader, there's no reason for him to call attention to it. He should just say, you know, everyone's dealing with something. It's yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm gonna play through it. That's it. That's all he has to say. Yeah, I'll be there yeah. on Sunday. I'm playing. We'll we'll be fine. But no, he's or Saturday. He, yeah. He's like, oh, my thumb hurts. <laughs> but uh, so we were talking about it a little bit. Kyle Shanahan. I thought he called a great game. Um, I I know the punting on fourth and short. You know, I guess that's maybe one of, one of the decisions you can question, but. Yeah. You know, I think he called a great game. The plays were there. Jimmy G missed Ayuk wide open. But at the same time, you know, Shanahan has decided to roll with Jimmy. You know, I think at this point, you know, um, we, we can't blame him too much or we can't question him as much because we did make the playoffs. We've won a playoff game. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to say now, right, that it was a wasted season or this or that because, you know, here we are in the middle of January and we're still playing. So, yeah, I I mean, this is the minimum that we expected from the team if Jimmy G was going to start is at least making the playoffs. Would we have made the playoffs if Trade Land started? You, you can never know. I think we probably we probably do, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll find out more next year. You know, when Lance is a starter and we have a full season, and we'll be able to say like, man, imagine if you would have started. Last year, either we wouldn't have made the playoffs or, man, maybe we would have done something special. But it is what it is now. Um, I, I agree with you, Carlos. I think overall he, he called a great game. I, on that third and ten at the end of the game, I was calling for him to come up with his best game of the – his best play of the game. And, yeah, that was and awesome. he did. He did. I thought he, I thought Debo might even go longer because it looked like he had blockers. But credit to the Cowboys defense, uh, they were able to get to, to Debo right just, just before – um, the, the I, I love the fact that he was taking the field goals on the road, you know, like he should have been against the Cardinals um, and against the Titans, I think, as well. Just take the field goals. We needed all those field goals. If we would have gotten just one more, we, you know, this game's not even close. But um, there was a, a fourth and short, as you mentioned, Carlos, before the last drive where I felt like, you know, it just felt like the Cowboys had some momentum going on offense, and I just didn't trust our defense to hold, and I felt like the offense could have won the game for us. There was plenty of opportunities, again, going back to, like, the Super Bowl as well, where we just needed a few more third-down conversions, and, and he decided to punt. Uh, fortunately, that didn't come back and bite us, but I think against the Packers, our offense has to win the game. I, I, we, can't, we can't give Rodgers one last shot at the end like we did in Week 3. Yeah, I agree. I think you guys said it. Said it. I think it's one of Kyle Shanahan's better called games, and he definitely on that third and ten called called a great play, and throughout the game just called some dialed up some really really good ones. No no complaints. Yeah, and I think you know uh, on the other side of the ball, I think the the Miko Ryan's in the defense. I mean, this was the high power number one offense, and you know. Stack with over four thousand yards or whatever it was, and a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard <laughs> receiver and all that. But man, the, the defense really, really shut them down. Yeah, Nicky B was being a be- a beast before he got injured. He, he, you know, got that early sack on Dak. But everybody in the D line stepped up and was just you know sacking and harassing Dak. The Sharks came out as uh as what's his name likes to say, Baldy. Oh, um, yeah, the the Baldy breakdowns, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, and especially uh, I, I want to highlight. Um, oh, what is uh, my butcher pronunciation? There you go, Manihu. You know, he had a, I think two sacks or two and a half sacks. Um, yeah. And you know, talk about a, a, a move that's paying off. You know, from early in the season when Lynch traded for him 
I think he what he gave up like a six round pick or something. Something like that. Yeah. And yeah, that, that he, was great. He came up big. Givens too. Uh did we draft Givens or was he or did we sign him? I don't remember. I think we signed him. But he, he's been a big signing. Big. I mean DJ Eric, Jones, man. Eric Armstead probably had a, his best game. Maybe I think Eric Armstead Whatever, whatever is changing in his life, or whatever he's drinking now, or whatever he's doing, <laughs> you know, going back to the Rams game, he's been on fire these past two games. Yeah, he he's, has been. He's playing up to to that 2019 season. Uh, yeah. Into his contract, and I mean the whole defensive line. I, I think they just really exposed the the Cowboys for who they really were. I mean they they were putting up all these big numbers, but playing bad teams. So. And another one that I, that no one was giving credit to was um, our corners, especially the rookie Ambry Thomas. That has you know, been the biggest surprise for for me, honestly. Over the, the course of the season, is is just how little our corners get tested sometimes, even though we consider them the weakness. That's what we kept, that's what we've kept saying, right? Yeah. That man, they're, they're gonna pick on our corners, just pick on our corners. But I mean, I mean, C.D. Lamb and Co- and uh, Amari Cooper. What do they do? They they got shut down. The only time that they got you know behind us and Cooper scored, that was you know he was lined up on in the slot against against Williams. Yeah. Um. But I yeah I was really impressed by the fact that Ambry's Ambry's name was not being called as a corner. That's what you want. Yeah. Well, I that's think been we, such a surprise there. Go ahead, Tony. I, I'll say I think we forget sometimes how good Mosley is. I remember he came up big um, in the last couple of seasons. And it seems like now he he's probably now fully healthy because I know in the beginning he was a, a little bit a little banged up and Thomas now is back in in kind of that football mindset. I I think yeah maybe we're we're kind of doubting him more than we should, but they they they've been holding it down on the in the secondary for sure. We're certainly going to be tested going against uh, elite quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and and then depending on what happens after that, there might be another elite quarterback if we move on. Hopefully we do, but. They'll be tested coming up on Saturday for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and then Fred Warner, I thought he was playing well uh, before he got hurt. You know, luckily it was just a, a dramatic ankle sprain that <laughs> turned out to be nothing. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he tore his ACL for sure. Yeah. Man. I mean, he was, he was screaming. It was non-contact. Yeah. <laughs> Tony knows um, all about those. <laughs> yeah. Thought... It reminded me of Joe Staley one time. I don't know if you remember, Carlos. Oh, yeah, like... yeah. Yelling and screaming and holding his leg, we thought it was over too, and then he he just like walked it off and came back <laughs> in the same game. I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think D'Amico Ryan's, you know, g- gave him credit. Like I've said before, I, I, you know, I think he's definitely um, elevated his game from the beginning of the season. He's definitely much more creative, or I don't know. I I I've seen improvements that we didn't necessarily see with the Salah defense. I, I've been. Uh, I guess happy you can say with his defense. Yeah, and I think he, he gets a chance to redeem himself uh, against the Packers because week three was when we played him and collapsed at the and, end. And and one of the problems we had with Salah was that he he would let one player beat him, and Devontae Adams did just that. And you know, oh, we'll talk, we'll... with Salah, he would sometimes just let do this like the same plays over. Like he wouldn't yeah. like yeah, make wouldn't... a change. It'd be the same things over and over that we're getting that we were getting beat with. Salah yeah. wouldn't adjust, and Ryan did some pretty uh, big things in this game. The first one was that that all-out blitz on fourth down, which the pressure, you know, for the most part got there, and Prescott barely, he barely, I mean, the, the ball hit the receiver's hands, you know, his fingertips. It, it kind of almost reminded me of the Super Bowl and the, the Mahomes pass. 
where you know we the the pressure was getting there and he let the ball go. Uh, but so that that blitz uh, paid off. And then at the end of the game, you know when the uh, Ryan's adjusted his defense. So in the beginning, you know, when the Cowboys got the ball back, it was kind of like a prevent defense, and they kept getting the ball out of bounds. And so then he set it up to where he had uh, three players uh, on each side protecting the sidelines and then the safeties in the back. And so that's why the Cowboys called that run up the middle, and they choked the game away. Yeah, uh, and that was more on Dak being an idiot. He, <laughs> yeah. didn't, have get, he didn't have to get so many no, yards, he actually. He All he had to do was just get a few yards, spike it, and then that play wouldn't have looked so good from D'Amico. Uh, but... It worked. It yeah. worked. <laughs> worked. Yeah. So, so I, I hope D'Amico is back next year. I know he's getting some some uh, job interviews for the head coach position, uh, but I, I you know I, I would like to keep him for you know at least a few more seasons. He's just you know we got to get some continuity in our defense, but we'll see. Yeah. If I he agree. does go, I hope we we end up getting Fangio back. <laughs> That'd be nice. That would be nice. Um, and then just to wrap up, I think special teams, I think Robbie Gold was gold. You know, he hit all three field yep. goals. He's, he's been money so far. Um, I, I think very, very pleased to see them. Get, I'm getting my um, my confidence back in gold. And uh, special teams, though, we got tricked again on a fake punt. Terrible. terrible. And, I mean, J- Josh Norman, I don't want to see him out there, man. I, I think, you know, he's the one that got burnt on that fake, you know, field, fake punt and, and pass. And I just, I don't know. I, I think Josh Norman should just be in the event that everybody else is down. Nobody else can play corner and be out there. Then you put him in. Yeah, this is the that was pretty terrible. And also, I, I don't really like Travis Benjamin returning punts. He would call like a fair catch like at the Oh, yeah, he did that. He did like, that one time. He 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 would call he calls fair catches really really close to the end zone. I, I don't know. Or or he calls a fair catch and he's got plenty of room. Yeah, that that too. I don't really like Benjamin returning. Special I mean, teams I, is a mess. Special teams is a mess. Yeah, Richard Hightower needs to go. But we'll I that agree. Could, that either Jimmy G Jimmy G and special teams are our biggest weaknesses, and and I hope it, it doesn't come back and bite us. Um, one of these, uh, you know, we're gonna need Green Bay special teams to choke for us. <laughs> a few times there just to make sure we even things out because you know actually I said it last week Jimmy G is probably going to try to give the ball away a couple of times give him two interceptions but I want two turnovers from our defense uh, it, ended up, it ended up being one and one so you know if we can even it out at least right try well, to help Jimmy and, and I guess on that other fourth down two we we stopped them I guess that kind of counts yep yeah so just uh, to to wrap things up here for the post game. Uh, shout out to the fans as well. The faithful definitely invaded Dallas. Yeah, uh, I think you, you know uh, near the end of the game there, you can hear the defense chant while the Cowboys were on offense. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and just to to wrap it up, uh, the 49ers were the team that nobody wanted to play in the playoffs, especially you know the the first the first game, the Super Wild Card. Wild card weekend. Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a Ferrari or a. <laughs> we we are, or, a, or a Lamborghini. More like uh, a Humvee. Bulldozing, <laughs> bulldozing. We we definitely uh, imposed uh, our will on on the Cowboys, and I think as Michael Irvin felt, you know, ah, this is the team that they don't want to play. They and knew I, it. They knew it. And I think this continues to be true. I, I think you know the the Niners are a legit. You know, they're we we belong. We're the top four NFC teams, um, and just the style of play. I think it's a matchup. You know, no nobody wants to get punched in the mouth. Nobody wants to be in a in a in a bar fight, 
Um, and I think the 49ers need to stick it to the Packers. Yeah, we continue to be underappreciated, underrated by everyone, and, and that's the way we want to see it. Resilient. Resilient. And I guess speaking of the Packers, let's get into that. Um, the 49ers will face the Packers for the divisional uh, playoff game, a rematch of week three where the Packers uh, scraped by at the end. Aaron Rodgers, you know, master class, and they beat the 49ers 30-28. to 28. Um, And for the most part, just uh, I guess to first start with the injury report, uh, Cowboys game did have a couple injuries. Nick Bosa with the concussion. He did not – he was limited today. He didn't practice yesterday, but today, Wednesday, he was limited. Uh, I think he should be good to go by by Saturday. Um, see, Jordan Willis was also limited. Uh, Aziz, Jimmy G, Dre Greenlaw all had full practices along with uh, Hufanga, Mitchell, and Fred Warner, full practice. It looks like the – yeah, the ankle was just – I don't know what it was to where, to where he thought it was that serious. Ambry Thomas was limited. Uh, and also Marcel Harris was limited, along with Jordan Willis. So for the most part, you know, you know, a little bit banged up here and there, but not, nothing too serious. Um, so the 49ers should be, should be heading in, into this game healthy for the most part, which is good. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's big news there. And practice from today. And now looking at the, at the Packers, they finished their season 13 and four, uh, number one in the NFC. And the only four losses they had were to New Orleans week one in a terrible loss. They, they lost 38 to three and everybody was questioning Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And then they went on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game win streak and then lost to the Chiefs 13 to seven. And then yeah, man, the, the, the Chiefs defense with with Spags, I, I think, you know, they, they t- tend to figure something out because I'm remembering against the Cowboys. I didn't they hold the Cowboys to like nine points to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then they another lot. Their third loss came to the Vikings uh, divisional game. Close one, 34 to 31. And then the last uh, their fourth loss came to the Lions. Uh, the starters weren't even playing. They lost 30. Yeah. 30. So it doesn't really count. Um, and for the most part, just looking at their schedule, a lot of their wins were, were really close. You know, the 49ers game, they, they won by a field goal. They beat the Bengals in, in, overtime. in overtime. And in that game, the Bengals should have won. Both kickers missed like uh, four field goals each. And finally, Crosby made his. But that game, I feel like the, the Bengals should have really won that game. Um, let's see here. The Cardinals was a close game. They beat them 24 to 21. Uh, same with the, the Rams fairly close game, 36, 28. They the, killed, they shut out Seattle, man. 17, zero. Yeah. Was Russell where, Wilson playing? I don't think, I think he was, huh? I think that was the game. That was the game. He came back. I think. Mm, beautiful. I think, was, I think that was the game. He came back the Ravens game. Very close. They won by a point. Uh, same with the Browns game. Uh, they, one by two points so a lot of really close games uh for the packers but you know good good teams find a way to win and they did throughout most of the season they're a legit team i've seen power rankings and they a lot of power rankings have the packers number one overall which i thought i was surprised by um you know obviously including the afc nfc um and and the niners were like i said were, were very much disrespected but uh still i was surprised they had the packers as the number one team so 
you know, something to keep in mind if, if the Niners are able to to beat them that, you know, maybe maybe they, they need to be given a little more respect. But the other big thing looking at the schedule, Tony, the the Packers had a bye week, the week 13, yeah, late. which which is a good time to have it. And then they got another bye week because they were the number one seed. So they're well rested as opposed to us having the bye week. What was it? Week well, six, I, way, way too I, early. Well, I guess it's it's to be determined. So they had a bye week, week thirteen, which is you know I guess and that's good. But the Lions, they set out their. I think the, the Lions game they played like a bit. half, yeah, like maybe. a half, and then they missed last week. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm hoping there they have some rust build up. I hope so too. We need we yeah. need to jump to a lead against Aaron Rodgers. No lead is gonna be is big enough. No, it's just not. So you gotta make sure you're. You're getting ready to score 30 plus points. I mean, well, let's, be... let's look look at their wins here. They're all mostly in the 20s and even breaking the 30s in, in some cases. Yeah, they put up points for sure. I mean, the um, Cowboys had a better offense. <laughs> no, but they were look at the look at their opponents, the Cowboys opponents. I mean, the yeah, Packers, the Packers beat beat better teams. They beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I know the, the Packers are. Yeah. The, the Packers are the number one seed for a reason. They're yeah. legit. Their quarterback is, you know, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame can be argued to be the greatest passer of all time. So, yeah, and um, Devontae Adams, and and yep. and, all, and they're also getting uh, a lot of their players back. I know I touched on the 49ers injuries, but the the Packers are going to get back their. Um, I think one of their better offensive linemen, Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. I think yeah. Randall Cobb's coming back. Yeah. Um, so they'll they'll be healthy and like you said they they'll be well rested and ready to go for sure. Um, but looking at the the rankings um, for offense for yards per game, 49ers rank seventh. Uh, this is just for for regular season. Thirteenth uh, in points per game, or twelfth in passing, seventh in rushing. The Packers uh, not too far behind, and they were tenth in yards per game, tenth in points per game. Ace in passing yards per game and 18th in rushing, so not as good at, uh, at rushing the ball. Yeah. For defense, 49ers um, <clears throat> third in yards allowed per game, ninth in points allowed per game. They were seventh against the run, six against the pass. Packers, you know, once again not too far behind. You know, ninth in yards uh, allowed per game, 11th points allowed, 11th against the run, 10th versus the pass. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 49ers are, are ahead in in these rankings, you know, offense, defense, but Packers not not too far behind. Uh, turnover differential, though, that's where where it's it's the big one. Like, you know, it's kind of been the story of the season. 49ers were terrible 23rd uh, in the regular season, you know, um, 20 takeaways, 24 giveaways. Postseason, they're one and one, one takeaway, one giveaway. And then the Packers for the regular season were third overall. 13 take they had uh, they were 26 takeaways 13 giveaways so you know they don't give a boy the ball a whole lot and they they take the ball away yeah as, as i said earlier rogers only threw four interceptions the whole season so it's it's tough to get him to make a mistake and he's he threw like 37 touchdowns so he's just amazing mvp type season yeah yep and currently, Vegas has the Packers as uh, five and a half point favorites, and our GPM <laughs> also has them favored. Pablo, do you want to go over that? 
Yeah, it's actually pretty close. It's got the Packers favored by less than two points. Uh, essentially, the home field advantage is what is what uh, determines the winner here. If uh, it was in a neutral field or if the Niners were at home, the GPM would predict the Niners to win. Which which it did in, in week three. I think it had the Niners winning by like not even a point. It was, it was yeah. really, really close. You really know, close. Almost, almost so wash. It's, it's almost the same thing here again. Except, like we said, this time they're, they're playing at Lambeau and it's going to be like zero or, or below zero wind chill. So it's definitely going to be a factor. The Niners are, are way more beat up. This is essentially our third playoff game, if on you the count road. the Rams, on the road. Um, short rest. It's a Saturday game. We, they got to fly across the country. So the, the odds are definitely stacked against the Niners. And that's why Vegas has the Packers as five and a half point favorites. Um for our game predictor metric GPM again, the surprisingly the only advantage that the quarter that the uh, Packers have, um, or not surprisingly, is the quarterback Aaron Rodgers over Jimmy G, of course. But I said surprisingly because the rest of the categories, off total offense, total defense, um, special teams, head coach, those are our advantage 49ers. But we give the most weight to the quarterback and that's what ends up um, making a difference here which is what um, made the the difference in week three you're right exactly yep Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds is all he needed uh, so the Packers they, they're pretty good at pass protection um, not that good at running the balls you as you heard the stats from Tony they're okay in the red zone um, you know about average not as good as the Niners there of course they don't turn the ball over very very much they are good at taking the ball away. So that's a little scary with Jimmy G. Um, and surprisingly, the Packers have a worse special team unit than we do. Um, they suck at, re at kick return, punt return. And then their kicker's percentage, I don't know how he's been doing most more, more lately, more recently, but he, he was missing a lot of field goals. I think, you know, against the Niners, he missed field goals. You mentioned, Tony, the, the uh, Bengals game. Uh, he missed field goals. So hopefully he has a bad game again. If we could hold him to field goals and, and put the pressure on him, I hope he chokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we, we need any edge we can get because, again, you know, it, it, and, and I guess we'll, we'll talk about it when it comes to keys to victory, so I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, and I already mentioned it a couple times, but let's take a look back at, at that week three Sunday night football matchup. It was the 49ers' first home game and, of course, Pablo's birthday. Um, and I don't remember. Did you did you say we'd win that game, or did you, I think you might have said we were gonna lose, right? I don't remember. What you uh, probably, if I had to guess, I probably said we lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The GPM had the 49ers. You know, it was very, very, very close. But in that game, Aaron Rodgers uh, had a good game. He went 23 for 33, 261 yards, two touchdowns, and put together a game-winning drive with 37 seconds left. No timeouts. I don't think they had any timeouts. Or did they? No, I don't think they did. They didn't. That's no, what was nope. embarrassing. They got it over and, Federico, Federico yep. Warner's head a few times there. Yeah, and we we knew it too when there was 37 seconds left, and, it was all and they Adams. got it. We we knew. Yep, Devonta Adams had a monster game: 12 receptions, 132 yards, one touchdown. They ran the ball pretty well. Uh, that was when we were were starting to question really question our, our defense and, and our run stoppage. They, Aaron, Aaron Jones had 19 carries, 82 yards, one touchdown, and then Dylan, A.J. Dillon had six carries for 18 yards. Um, so 
they 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 did pretty well and even then you know it was still a really close game jimmy g uh threw uh 40 times he only completed 25 so he's 25 or 40 257 yards two touchdowns one interception elijah mitchell was hurt for that game uh and uh jeff wilson jr was still also injured at the time so trey sermon started he only had 10 carries for 31 yards uh, I guess he had a touchdown. I don't really remember that. Uh, Kittle was the biggest thing going on for our offense. He had seven receptions, 92 yards. Uh, Trey Lance package, that was still going on. He, uh, he had a, a touchdown to at the end of the first half. You know, I think there was like a couple seconds left, and Kyle Shanahan called his number. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of things different, different in this game. Um, Debo Samuel was not being used the way he is now. Um, and also Brandon Ayuk had not, I get quote unquote, gotten out of the dog, the doghouse. Is there anything else for, from that game that you guys remember? Yeah, we weren't putting pressure on Rogers or he was getting rid of the ball like in under three seconds. Um, the Niners hadn't found their identity yet. If you remember, it wasn't until week yeah. 10 against the Rams where we really went back to our roots of running the ball and, and, and tough defense. I mean, Jimmy G threw the ball. 40 times, man. Yeah, there you that's go. a recipe for disaster. Yeah, we were throwing the ball way too much. Uh, it was just not... I don't know what Shanahan was thinking. Um, and it, and again, it wasn't until week 10 that that we went back to the, the 2019 game plan, so to speak. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and, a very different, very different team. And for comparison, uh, the last time the 49ers played the Packers in the playoffs, Jimmy G, I think he only threw eight times. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was... I think it was only eight or nine times. Yeah, it was only eight. He was six of eight. He was six of eight. So, like like Paulo said, you know, it was 49ers were, were really lost at the time. You know, no identity. It was pretty bad. And even then, it was a close game. So, all that being said, let's get into the keys to victory for the 49ers. We'll start with Carlos. What is What do you think are the keys to victory? I mean, it's going to be cold, as Paulo uh, was saying. It's going to be, you know, negative in the negative digits with the wind chill. So, I mean, I, you know, I definitely think the run game has to be on fire. Uh, run it down their throats like we did in the NFC Championship game, if possible. You know, a little bit of Mitchell, a little bit of Debo, and just, you know, impose our will on them. You know, especially with Jimmy G's, you know, bum shoulder, bum thumb, it might hurt even more in the cold, so... We definitely got to control the game clock, run the ball, keep Rodgers on the sideline. Literally and... keep him cold out there. In the <laughs> yeah. And, you know, protect the ball and, and, you know, win the turnover battle again. And, you know, that's, that's what I would do is, you know, definitely come out to establish the run game. We have to, we have to, have to be able to run on them. If we don't and we're have to, and we're, we're throwing 35 to 40 times, yeah. and it, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah, it's it's 49er ball, right? As I as I like to say, as a lot of people like to say, on the road you pack your defense and you pack your 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 special teams in terms of field goals, right? Um, and you leave Jimmy G behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, freaking, you know, Jimmy G. The only thing I'll add is, don't fuck it up, Jimmy G. Don't <laughs> don't throw an interception. Just manage the game. You know, let the playmakers play. Let the team take care of business. Don't give those free. Uh, balls to the other team man I, if he does that once again I think we'll be in big trouble because for us to take the ball away from the Packers is going to be 
we need some type of huge mistake or miracle there. Um, and then for God's sake, don't give Rodgers the ball at the end of the game. Like, try yeah. to win it on offense. I'd rather they go for it on fourth down in our own 20 than to punt it and pin him at the five because it's not going to matter where they start. That Rodgers is going to march and win the freaking game. So don't, don't give him that opportunity. All great points. What about Packers' uh, keys to victory? Pablo, start with you. I don't even. I don't want to give the Packers any hints in case they listen to our <laughs> podcast, man. I think, I think they already know. I'm yeah. not gonna say it. Um, we know that they're gonna go to Devonte Adams. I'm hoping D'Amico knows that as well, because last time, as you mentioned, you know he had 12 receptions and over uh, over 130 yards. So let's make sure that you know whatever happens, it's not Devonte Adams that's taking us apart again. Um, that's keys to victories for the 49ers. I'm not going to say anything for the Packers. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos? I mean, the, the recipe is the same for all teams. So, yeah. I'll just, you know, make Jimmy G beat you. That's it. That's it. All good points. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you tell him, you son of a <laughs> uh, All good points. Um, and I guess just some... I guess we'll just go ahead and go into to predicting the score. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. There's, there's a few tweets from uh, Akash Anavarathan that I think were interesting that we should uh, discuss or share really quick before we predict the score. Aaron Rodgers, when kept clean, no pressure, right? 77% completion, uh, 29 touchdowns, zero interceptions, 123.7 rating. When under pressure, 38.4 completion rate, eight touchdowns, three interceptions, and a rating of 67. So once again, our D-line, which is one of our strengths, has to come through again. They have to. Pretty much Nicky B needs to eat along with Eric Armstead. The whole D-line. Everyone has they, to eat. They have yeah. to get after him like they did in, in, in 2019. Those, that was beautiful. They were and, sacking and them, then, right? And then week three, we had seven pressures and one sack, and that wasn't enough. Uh, you know, Rodgers was able to get rid of the ball faster. Again, we had different corners. Uh, it was D'Amico's third game as defensive coordinator, so hopefully things have improved um, by now, which I believe they have. So now let's get into predicting the score. Let's start with Carlos. What is your prediction? Um, I think the the – 49ers will win. And, um, again, NFC I'm, championship. Is that what you're saying? We're going to go to the NFC championship. That's what I'm saying. That's ah, what I'm damn. saying. And I think the Niners will win um, 24 to 20. Uh, and that's, you know, three touchdowns, running the ball, controlling the clock, field goal. And then we limit Aaron Rodgers to 20 points. God damn, you're predicting another close, heart-pounding game, 24-20. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, they, 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 it can be it can be 24 to 13 in the fourth quarter, and then uh, it's just in garbage time to score a touchdown. And there's it's no, there's, there's no garbage time with Aaron Rodgers. Or <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, I'm seeing a crazy prediction. God damn, Tell I'm going blowout, baby, 35-17. The Niners remind the Packers, e put them yeah. where they belong. We put Arre. them back where they belong. <laughs> I predict a 28-20 to victory for 
the 49ers. They go on to the NFC Championship. I think this is a different team than we saw in week three. That wasn't the 49ers. They still hadn't figured out who they were. We have key players back. You know, Elijah Mitchell is playing this game. Debo Samuel has turned into a completely different animal. Uh, our defense has been playing better and getting after the quarterback. I, I think we we handle the Packers and, and the 49ers better get some well-deserved respect. Put some respect on it. <laughs> put, some respect, put some respect on our name. And once again... The 49ers for what would this be like the the fourth time maybe mm-hmm. send mm-hmm. in recent times in recent times in recent in Aaron Rodgers time send yeah. Aaron Rodgers back home to watch the remainder of the playoffs from his couch and then we, we then we bring twice. him to San Francisco next year <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be for, that'll be an off season discussion all right all right but yeah I think that that would be the fourth time I think Kaepernick twice beat him twice and. Mm-hmm. 2019, and then yeah, now. So that would that would be beautiful. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add for for this this matchup? It will be Saturday night. Um, it is not Sunday. It is Saturday. I believe that 5:25 Pacific Standard Time. 5:15. On, 5:15 on Fox. Another Cowboy is going to be calling it. Troy Aikman. God damn it! Terrible. Aikman and Joe Buck, who always root for the other team, um, <laughs> so they'll be calling the game. Anything else you guys want to add? Bring on the pack, man. Let's do it. Can't wait. I want to beat a sack Aaron at least two times. We need to play. We need to make sure. Yeah, Nicky B will be huge, actually. We need to make sure he clears uh, concussion protocols and and he just uh, haunts. Two two sacks and a forced fumble. He'll, He'll play. He'll play. So now that's, that's really the way to get the turnovers is going to have to be some fumbles because yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions. No, he does not. And so looking uh, at the wild card weekend, um, most of the games were blowouts. Um, yeah, I think you were wrong on most of them in your predictions. <laughs> I, I was on two, on two of them. So the Bengals beat the Raiders. Beauty. Uh, was... Shout out! Shout out to uh, Albertsons and and Juan Luis Castro from <laughs> from King City Beach over there, <laughs> surf and turf restaurant owner. I've heard it's the bomb. Try it out if you're driving it to. Is, it is the bomb. To, I have been there. It is amazing. If you're driving to L.A. from San Jose or whatever, stop <laughs> by King City. Yeah, off of 101. 101. Oh, on, on, on Broadway, surf and turf. Um, he'll be our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up, Juan Luis. Uh, yeah, the Bengals beat the Raiders. Uh, that was probably the only other kind of close game. The Bills handled the Patriots. It Beauty. was. It wasn't even close, man. Um, it was. That's where. That's was, where I went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I also called for that the Patriots would win. Josh uh, Allen. I told you guys, man. That guy. He, him and him and Mahomes is going to be one of them. Yep. Yeah, I think the for Allen, I mean, they just need to get over the hump and and at least get into the Super Bowl. But they're they have a, they have a team, and the AFC teams are are pretty scary. I think the AFC teams are better than the NFC teams for sure this year. Um, the Bucks handled the Eagles; wasn't even close. And then the Chiefs also handled the Steelers, and then the Rams just completely demolished the Cardinals, man. Freaking Kyler. Kyler Murray sucked. He looked horrible in that game. Since his injury, and I told you guys. I've said that he's overrated. No, I never said it. I think Kyler Murray's legit, but I told you guys. I I, I told you guys that Cliff Kingsbury's 
overrated. He's going to find a way to collapse. He never wins. Even in college, he didn't win. They, I, I don't I, know. I, I don't think yeah. he's I think he has maybe one more season if they don't do anything. At least a playoff win, he's gone. I think Kaiser just had a really, really bad game. I, I think he is legit. Maybe, maybe it's coaching, but the mistakes he made, they were boneheaded. I don't think you can even blame the head coach on those. Yeah, um, no, he, he just fell game. apart. He fell it, apart. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrible. Um, so this week, the Bengals will take on the number one seed Titans, which I'm still surprised, man. I, I was yeah. shocked when I found that the Titans were the number one seed. Um, so they'll be playing at Tennessee. The Rams will travel to Tampa Bay and take on Tom Brady and the Bucks in a rematch. Uh, I believe did the Rams beat him the the when they played yeah they the did season? Yeah. that was that was a pretty crazy game. Yeah, the Rams um, beat them. So that'll be a fun one to watch. And the Bills and will go to Arrowhead and take on the Chiefs, and that'll be also really that's uh, gonna good be a matchup to watch. Yeah. Aside from the Niner game, that's going to be the game I want to watch. I don't even know if we'll be able to because of flag football, but Bills and Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys' uh, predictions for, for those three games? I'm going with the Bengals. I think the Bengals win. Mm. Um, don't bet against Tom Brady, so I think the Bucks win. And I think the Chiefs win. Okay. Pablo? Uh, I, I view the Titans as the 49ers of the AFC. Um, and I don't know if they're going to get Derrick Henry back, but we talked about the most valuable or best player besides a quarterback, Debo. I think Derrick Henry would also rank up there as well. Yep. Um, sure. So I think the Titans beat the Bengals. Um, they're, they're just going to, again, the, the Niners of the AFC, I think they'll run the ball to play sound defense. And, and we beat the Bengals pretty uh, convincingly. I think the Titans will take care of them. Uh, I think the Rams are going to take care of the Bucks. I don't know that the Bucks are are the same as they were last year. Uh, the Rams are rolling, and uh, if the Niners win, I'd, I want uh, another game there against the Rams in LA. It'll be a home field advantage for the Niners once again. Uh, and I'd rather the, the Niners not travel out to uh, Florida if we beat the Packers. And then Bills and Chiefs—that's a toss-up, man. Um, Mahomes and Josh Allen and uh, man, I, I don't know. I think they're going to be there in the playoffs and maybe even the, you know, the AFC championship, one of the two every year. So, um, man, I don't know. That's a hard one for me to pick. Um, I think I'll probably go with, with Jesus, the hijo de Dios, Mahomes, <laughs> but won't be surprised if the Bills pull it off. Yeah, I think any of these games could go either way. For me, I think the Titans over the, the Bengals. I think the Bucks will beat the Rams, and I, I think the Chiefs will, will handle the Bills. Um, but, yeah, that Chiefs-Bills game, I mean, that might be the two two best teams uh, in the playoffs um, for sure. So I think the 49ers beat the Packers, and we meet Tom Brady and the Bucks at Tampa Bay. <laughs> That'll be crazy, man. That'll that, be crazy too. I don't know. And that would be a conversation for for next week. I don't know. That would I hope be, so. That would be tough. I hope so. Yeah, but the Bucks will be. They they have a better uh, defense against the run. So anyway, we'll talk about it if we get there. Yeah, better quarterback. So any <laughs> any yep. shout outs you guys want to give out? Uh, I already gave out mine. Carlos, no, Deuce. I'm good. <laughs> <Keeps>. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I think for that one, I think it was cool during the game. Dukes was actually, you know, Calvin was, you know, watching the game laying down, and when when there was in commercials, he would ask me if I can put it back, put put it back to the Niner game to put put back the Niners, which is you know pretty cool. Um, I thought that he, you know he was enjoying it, and also it just shows that little kids these days can't deal with commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the faithful. Hopefully they can make it out there. And I, I don't know if I'd, uh, I don't know if I'd pay to go out there and freeze my ass off to to watch the game over there. But it would be a bucket list, though, to try that to would, be at, at Lambeau Field. That would be crazy at man. one point. And then also shout out to to uh, to to Cami Lodes, Logan, and Link too, because they're playing flag football. Yeah, and I think there's there's hopefully this is the beginning of their enjoyment of playing football. Uh, it was cool seeing them out there run the forty time and you know try to throw the ball and everything so yeah for for reference cool. uh, i don't think anybody knows what you're talking about those are paul <laughs> they're the kids, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're uh, three five and seven years old no cammy's four so calvin is months. yeah calvin is three cammy is four about to turn five and then uh logan is five and link is seven yeah there you have it you have our hands full all right. Well, we'll be much happier uh, fathers and, and coaches on Sunday <laughs> if the 49ers win. Absolutely. Yep. So, yep, all eyes on the 49ers this Saturday at 5 at Lambeau Field. Hopefully they pull it off and we get another week of, of joy and, and happiness. But un until then, peace. Peace. Peace.